Welcome to Weird Shit, I'm Logan. Hello, I'm Jesse. Um, we are mid-conversation about something that means probably nothing to anyone that may listen to us if they're not domestic. It's a pre-election election special. But, um, yeah, I'm just going to dive right into exactly what I was going to say next to you. Okay. Apropos of... Apropos? Apropos. Apropos. Apropos? Of nothing. Yep. Um, the 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 ability to see so for leadership you need somebody that can see a larger picture mm. which means vertical growth even if you start at the bottom mm. once you get to the top and you understand how to see the bigger picture your position at the top inevitably leads to you losing sight of what is actually necessary and what the global vision is because you have no one to steer you in any other direction because the ivory no tower peers. complex yeah you're yeah. at the top you don't know any better you, you just is that, that what ivory tower means i don't know okay <laughs> I'd, I'd have believed you if you just had a said yes oh yeah it was yeah okay yeah. yeah yeah so you you because you you're standing above the trees and you see the fuck i don't know horizon or whatever mm. you know the horizon's there you can look down and tell the people that the horizon's there but ultimately just because you're telling them i can see this in the distance we should walk this way you have no peers which means you are not beholden to anyone you're the only one with the vision everyone has to go the way you said because you know better than them but there's no one up there with you to steer you any other direction no i mean do you go up periodically to see where you're meant to be going then come back down and and lead by example but yeah well that's that's that that would be a perfect leader. Yeah, yeah. So in our system, it says, all right, you go up for three years, and then this person goes up for three years, and then this person goes up for three years, and you're all beholden to different stakeholders, mostly parties more than actually people in the oh, country, God, yeah. let's face it. Yeah. The parties are the cancer in the well, system. That's the thing. It's not the party. Yeah, it's the members, not the MPs. Yeah. It's the, it's, it's the members of the party. It's the people who have never been in parliament, will never be in parliament, but somehow have a say over what New Zealand's the future is. Faceless majority yeah. um, of the representation that they're meant to be. The uh, hand that standing. guides. You gotta, you, 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 you gotta think, man. Do really, do really, eleven percent of the country think what New Zealand First is is the right way to go with their. Um, policies well, a lot of old people i guess no but it's the thing it's like you only look at their representation in parliament you're like oh there's hardly any surely they don't have that many and then you must go yeah. back and like there's 10 yeah. percent of you know there's a they managed to swing 10 percent of the country to vote for them of the voting oh, population yeah. they're they're their faceless members behind yeah. the scenes must be in the tens of thousands and and we live in a great country where Somebody can win the election, become prime minister of our company, country, get kicked out the next week and yeah. replaced with whoever the party wanted to put yeah, in power. That's fucked. I don't like that. It's I like, don't know why that is a thing. Nope. That's the, why you get six uh, prime ministers in, in four years, Japan. Um, that's why you get six prime ministers in, what, six years, Australia? Yeah, I don't understand that. If you lose faith in your leadership, there should be a re-election. Yeah. I mean, full stop. That's that's who's leading your country. That's the face on the dollar. That's the face on the coins. You know, that's the queen. The queen. You know, <laughs> the, the, the You know, if they're around for long enough, they do a substantial enough job historically. The, their face is going to be emblazoned upon things for all of time. If they've just been randomly selected to do that job, not by democratic election, then like they could literally pick the sixtieth person on national's MP list and make them the leader. Yeah, yeah. There is, they they could. 
like they they could oust somebody that is powerful just to put in place somebody that isn't powerful against them but it's valuable yeah yeah to be a puppet dictator within their own the hierarchy of power in new zealand goes people prime minister Mm. party Mm. why is the party in charge no i don't understand that i don't know did we elect the party no we didn't the party elects itself yep the party has its own agendas the party doesn't legally have to give a fuck what new zealand got stuck with andrew little like he seems like a nice enough guy he was great on paper yeah but no that's the thing the unionists voted for him Oh, he's a great unionist, well, you know, wasn't he? You know how they do, uh, how they do in for the, our American the listeners. Those... Unionists are those things that your army killed in like the late eighteen hundreds. <laughs> um, you know how in America you got the packs, you got the super packs, which are yes. you know the one person that represents a massive amount of people to say this is where my vote is going towards. You know, this. super packs are like a fund, aren't they? Like it's this agenda gets this fund, so if you support this agenda, this fund will pay towards your. Yeah, but they themselves have leaders. Oh, okay, are they like committees? Yeah, basically, they they're like money committees that sort of take the place of parties. Yeah, um, but you you know if you've got, and that's what happened with with Labour, you had the strongest unions in the country, which had obviously Labour members saying to their mem- to their members of their union vote for this leader yep. and so when you get say if there's six unions and you get four of the six unions saying vote for this leader that leader's going to win even if there are better people but the union leaders said vote for this leader so they all voted for that leader uh. so it's, it's democracy by <laughs> dictatorship yeah or democracy by democracy and it's that's what confuses me about unions yeah unions are not democratic no they're not they're they're i mean they're weird sort of tend to be like weird cults of personality and the microcosms of why democracy doesn't always work because then you've got a select few people who rub the right shoulders and and lick lick the right buttholes that they themselves become leaders of those unions yeah and it was like no one who knew who you were three weeks ago but apparently you got most of the votes because only 20% of the unions unionists voted yeah well the you talk to the right people I'm sure there's people that get told not to vote in a stern way and they like don't because they themselves have to there's a lot of towing the line in unions which defeats the purpose of a union in my opinion and in, in my personal experience with people in unions a lot of them just like to fuck with the people with the money hmm Granted, that smaller scale unions. It's not like big, big full on trade unions, mm. but a lot of them were. I'm the little guy. Fuck you. But what they tend to do is mismanage and misspend the union levies that all the people. That's pay. what I don't like. Is like why? Why do union? Um, if you have to be a member of a union, you have to pay. That that defeats the purpose to me yeah. of, of what a collective agreement should be about. And and I say this as a person who has very communist leanings. Yeah. I, I think everyone should have their cars taken off them and we all get a fucking train system. Yep. I think all health should be completely free. I don't think you should pay for university, but at the same time, I think you should that's the thing have about to living, qualify to get into yeah, university. That's what I th- yeah, we, we've benefited from a surprisingly progressive but nation. Mer- that meritocracy we're... starts to get really, really eugenics-based. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> Uh, we, we're lucky enough to to be a part of quite a progressive 
weird thinking country that you know socialism is new zealand's left and right are in my opinion reversed to how the rest of the world does it so out not not socially but fiscally yeah. yeah Our fiscal conservatives believe in selling abroad because selling abroad brings in money Mm. and bringing in money boosts the economy. Mm. Whereas, you know, your average American fiscal conservative is let's keep America in the hands of America. Let's grow domestically. Let's do all that. Create jobs. Yeah. Whereas um, New Zealand's uh, liberals, if you'd even call them that, are anti-immigration pro um local oh that depends yeah it depends yeah there's so many different facets yeah, to this because but but we 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 they're, they're anti-untapped immigration so yeah. they're just letting anyone settle here and do whatever the fuck they want yeah that causes issues <sighs> but you do need a working force so and sometimes you get to a point in a in an oecd country where the the working force i think they're too good for working class jobs well but but that's because, but what successful that, we're, economics yeah. Yeah. Causes we and we're in that awkward phase of of people knowing that they they can have a comfortable lifestyle and not have to work a shitty job. Yeah, well, we, because we automation both, hasn't taken all those jobs away yet, so we have to get migrants in to fill them. We both work jobs that could be done by computer programs oh, yeah. in about five years. Yep, and there's nothing wrong with that. You just got to find the best way to make yourself known to be valuable to the system, regardless of yeah. Your your role may change, but as long as you're learning, like willing to change with it, then you usually retain your job. Yeah, you you can't be a drone. No, you have to you have to be adaptable. And that's why to show that's that, why it's very easy to be pro tertiary education. You know, just regardless of what side of the, the fence you lean on, because yeah. you're like, if we don't upskill as many people as possible. They will be left at the bottom of the heap, not doing yeah, anything. But, but you've got to find reason that if they don't qualify, then yeah, you should be doing something else. But the the, the I think it should be more stringent. Not everyone should just be able to walk into a university yeah. and get whatever education they like. Yeah. Now, without a, proving they can pass year to year, they shouldn't be able to fail. Pick yeah. another one, fail. Pick another one, fail. Pick another well, one. That, that's within because reason. of yeah. the the public floating of the education industry. Yeah. You, you by allowing corporate bodies to run um, educational institutions you turn it into a business Mm. obviously they have to be financially viable or else there's no way a country can prop them up they'll just keep pissing money into them and it's well realistically maybe you should be doing that but that that's the type of thing i'd reserve only for a health industry yeah that that need to just piss money into it and know that it doesn't necessarily come back because the idea of you know sinking a fuckload of money into the health industry means that obviously yes you're you're meeting you're, you're increasing yeah. human capital yeah but more importantly you know when when that does come to a time and it happens in in, in stages and in, in ebbs and flows that yep. you know sometimes you've got more money than you know what to do with in the health sector because there you know there's not certain there's certain things under control yeah that's when innovation happens yeah and that's where you start that's pouring that money into health is education farmac is brilliant yeah yeah because they they're, they're they've got a certain amount of funding right to do what they they want with to to purchase and negotiate um low drug prices for new zealanders yeah. that's brilliant but does that mean you get the bottom of the barrel shit well, that's the thing. Chemically speaking, it doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, um, but, uh, but you, th- what they do but is I'm they... always confused by that. I know at least three people who cite specific times in their lives that they were fucked over by the, the inability to yep. get the, that's, the, mid- that's the downs- mid-tier drugs. Not not even good high, stuff, yeah. like the mid-tier that's stuff. That's the downside of an underfunded medical health industry. 
which I think the right fail on constantly is that if you don't let Pharmac like have enough funding to try a range of different, like you can't just have okay we need one sort of um, ibuprofen but, type so we're only going to subsidize one so like, yeah. no you may need three or four well, Spread I mean, the cost, but inevitably that type of stuff should fade as we get into genetic yeah, um, for sure. medication. For sure, but, but for now, there needs to yeah, you need to allow circumstances to say, well, look, this is available in Australia and it's subsidised. There's proof that it works. Just let them use it. Does Pharmac do much more than looking at countries we trust records and saying, let's do that? I don't know. It's I literally feel they, they, like because that's what New Zealand fundamentally does on most issues. Yeah, we yeah. just say, "What's this other country?" Yeah. The only thing that we really truly innovate in, as much as it's a cliche at this point, is the fucking dairy industry. Yeah. Uh, but the for things like that, I'm pretty confident you'd look into the um, there's, there's info the and you'd find that New Zealand's just saying. We like what you did there, Denmark. We like what you did there, Australia. Mm. We like what you did there, England. And they'll just copy and cherry pick there's what an interesting, works. There's an interesting argument against um, the high level of innovation in the farming sector is that it becomes so locked in that you can't potentially move to any, like, progressing that industry towards something that isn't reliant on that particular style of farming because there's so many different types of jobs uh, invested in... No, but but what we do in that, like what we is sell to the we, farmers as well to use. It's it's less about um, dictating how the market moves. It's more about locking down patents and, yeah. and subtle movements in technology, so that when the rest of the world works these things out, they have to pay lip service to us. Yeah, we recognise that short term we are viable, but long term, something someone like China or Europe they'll flatten us. Yeah. Exactly. And they always were going to. But we are able to, especially like, because I, yeah, back at LIC, mm. um, all their domestic shit was tanking. Yeah, yeah. Their technology section through the roof overseas spreading like wildfire. Yeah, I was going to say, there's got to, there's, we must be in that lovely, peri- awesome period where um, we're catching all of those third and second world countries up with our style of doing things from the past 50 years but we've got to a do that and capitalize on it and make a fuckload of money from it and then use that money to get ourselves away from that because if we're not yeah. staying ahead of that then we're going to be flattened when china roll out and flattens all those other countries we don't want to be one of those countries we want to be alongside china yeah. or ahead of the curve as a, as a small independent um my you know tiny version of what china wants to be so they yeah. can look to us as a model, use us for the, our patents and our designs and everything like that, and will overpay us for our knowledge and skills. Yeah, I mean, we we that's what you want to be. We yeah, we have to. It, it is a, that that's a purely capitalistic structure of of literally selling to the people you know fifty years behind you just so you can get fifty years ahead of the, another additional twenty years ahead of them. But that's just yeah. The well, nature you, of you make it cheaper for them to buy what you're inventing yep. than to just rip it off. Yeah, which is a pretty low price when it comes to countries like China and yep. India. But but well, because when you don't have we basic don't, human rights, it's very easily easy to cheat the system that yeah. everyone else is trying to play by. Why build machine when we have five slave? Yeah. Oh yeah, we'll we'll lose some restriction on one child policy. That means two workers. Wow. Yeah. We're doing. We're doing. We went voices. <laughs> We went there. Um, Where are you on immigration? <laughs> Where am I on immigration? 
uh, it needs to be controlled. Um, mm. I'm we need less of it um, currently. It needs to be lowered because we our infrastructure can't keep up with it. That's the only issue I've got with it. You can have a high inf- you can hope for high immigration all you like. The country needs to grow. We've got, we're completely we're very heavily underpopulated across yeah. the board. But what you're not what they're doing is they're not sending them to the right places. They're allowing immigrants to settle in Auckland. That's true. But the, they've got a good policy with refugees. Oh, well, yeah. with yeah. refugees they tell them where they have to live for ten years. All oh, right. They're not placed in Auckland. They're placed in Hamilton, Palmerston North, New Plymouth, all, all these small cities. Cities. Yeah. They're not rural areas where there's like, they're not going to get any sort of support. They're in growing cities. But you you go to the average farm now. All yeah. the sheer milk is everything like that. They're all either Fijian Indian or they're from yeah. Um, so it is, you know they are spreading out, but but and that's primarily because you can't get New Zealanders to do it because either they just don't want to wake up for him yeah. or they are. Um, could pass a drug test to save their life yeah, yeah. but I mean when when you elevate well, your say, own immig- people, immigrants love drugs too let's just put it out there I've, yes yeah. but they'll work 18 hour days yeah. Yeah. yeah so so everyone looks the other way and doesn't test them for anything yeah. you just make sure they look all squeaky clean when the um, when uh, when immigration and shit come past, yeah. but we I think we just need to country, focus on uh, if we're invest if we're allowing the floodgates of immigration to run rampant from certain countries, we need to look at the countries that we're importing these people from and be like, well, what does their infrastructure look like and does it work for them? Because they've obviously got ex- like you know you've got a like you said with the train system, yeah, we're not building stuff fast enough to keep up with the number of people we're leaving in this country. No, so we need to slow it down and bring the right people in to build that stuff for us, and then. Yeah, but you... We're going to get a lot of temporary workers on temporary contracts and temporary visas to build our infrastructure and then go back home. Yes, but but in order to sell that, you have to look better as a destination. You have to be willing to give more than other countries would. Yeah. Now, we, I think, do pretty well on having quite a low barrier to entry. Yeah, for sure. And that, that helps a great deal. And I think what's going to also additionally help is the fact that Australia's economy is on the downward. Like, they're, they're const- like we're going to steal a lot of their construction workers to help build yeah. a lot of our stuff because they're going to run out of work. Well, hey, there's plenty more natural disasters on the way. Exactly right. Christchurch is a growth industry. <laughs> That's the thing as well. That's what I don't like about saying that the economy is booming. It's like, yeah, but because Christchurch is, is technically on paper booming because you carved it back down to zero. Yeah. Well, so all growth is good Your growth. medical industry is doing great if lots of people are sick. Exactly. Yeah. You... you, you um, as long as well, everyone's insurance you, pays out and nobody yeah, dies, DH, you the, almost got to roll with a bloody natural disaster yeah. because it kind of does. Well, the, to the DHB system, it's it's your healthcare industry is working if you've managed to employ X number of medical professionals with this certain budget. But what they don't tell you is how many fucking hours those people are working. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's, that's inevitable. But and the, how quickly they're losing their doctors and having to replace them constantly. But they don't stay here long enough. In order to elevate the average New Zealander, mm. you have to both educate them better, mm-hmm. give them a better general lifestyle, get them into good jobs, mm. and also create a lower class underneath them, which the only way to do that in this day and age is immigrants. Yeah. So, that, I mean, people say what they want about growing. If, look at Europe. Look at Denmark. Look at Sweden. Oh, what we already like that, for sure. Yeah, but we're, we're a poorer version of it. But yeah, because we what we because the line between but you know, they the poor have elevated the poor so much classes, yeah. of their population that their their domestic spending on their people on their healthcare on their 
standard of living is much too high and unsustainable. And the skewed thing is, I mean, I don't. And they won't go back. I'm not agreeing you with this. You can't yeah. make people go back from that. And I'm the not, only thing you can do I'm is not a, I'm build not a, underclasses. I'm to not agreeing up. with what I'm about to say, but go on. You know, um, when you look at other countries who use that immigrant population to boost their economy and yep. to fill jobs, they don't give them the same rights that we do here. What you're doing by giving yeah, them the same... It's a slave population. Yeah, but what you do here, um, which negatively affects the population as a whole, is by giving them the same rights as everyone else. That it doesn't create that lower immigrant class that you want so that they're, they're below the, lo- the, the um, local poor working class you bleed them into the working class to the point where they become part of that class again and and a lot of them work their way through it which is basically what how a country should operate you come here you achieve you get the outcomes you want regardless of where you're originally from it's a good system but it's a cute system i don't know that it's a real system yeah i you i mean but that's what you see a lot of more is that you can come here become just a permanent resident and you can vote yeah you've got influence so if you can bring your family after five years and you can bring your family's family after 10 or you know you can start bringing your relatives over yep. once you're a permanent resident then they all can all vote and yeah it becomes very tricky once though you know it, 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 there are not floodgates but it's a snowball effect yeah and obviously when you and that's how you can influence and sh- reshape democracy is that when you bring more and more people of a like-minded or like um culture Culture. they're gonna they're gonna aim for a different uh aim for say colored (laughs) colored whoa Um, he said colored they're gonna go for a particular political spectrum which you find with um those polynesian cultures that a lot of them the multi-party there was an east manukau ad that went around uh for uh, somebody standing in their electorate there was pandering like hell to saying don't vote labor because they're pro-abortion vote maori because we understand the polynesian community and that that's against god I thought Maori and Polynesian don't tend to get along. No, they do if it's representing the Maori party, I guess. I don't uh, know. Yeah, yeah. That's but that's the thing. So Norm- normally, normally Polynesian, I think, population do go for Labour traditionally because yeah. Well, because uh, they, but what yeah, they've never, never liked a... about that is is Labour's progressive social policies. Yes, because they're a very religious people. Yeah, yeah. But the um, I mean the. I mean, I'm a firm anti-religious and religion and politics type of person, but obviously, how do you? I can't fundamentally understand how you can dictate that out for people when that is a core of what their value set is. Yeah, yeah, and a lot of human rights realistically probably stem from religious values if you look at them from a long-term change and growth yep. perspective, but. I don't know. I mean, I mean yeah. that's why the the best sort of laws are around social freedoms are libertarian in in in, yeah. in principle. That it doesn't matter what you do until you hurt somebody else. Yeah. Or you try to enforce those behaviours that you want to live by on somebody else. But Otherwise, do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. Which I wholeheartedly agree with. Yeah. But the full flat of libertarianism is, is there's always a social cost. Yeah, and, and they're not willing to uplift well, that. But like, you know, that, those freedoms come just, with social. Yeah. Just because you're willing to adhere to those rules, yeah. you can't expect everyone else. Yeah, exactly, to. which is a fundamental yeah. paradox in what they're believing in. But what they don't understand is that with social freedoms comes social costs. It's the best way to, and that's where taxes tend to come in and levies yeah. to be able to pay for those social costs. Which is why alcohol is people can drink it in any number of quarter. They could buy an entire supermarket's worth if they're taking it home with them and they're sober. But there's a tax on it. Yeah. I, I mean, I'm a firm believer tax, tax, 
um, as long as it goes where it says it's going towards. That's why I can like it's like cool if you don't want to pay towards um, you know uh, like if you want to smoke then you're going to pay for mm. your own healthcare costs in a sense. Oh, but no. that money on those cigarettes definitely has to go to healthcare. Well, no, to, because that's that's almost um, an ironic form of uh, what's the word? It's almost an ironic reward system. You're you're up front yeah. paying for your eventual yeah. Or it's being subsidised, if anything, that you... you I, I guess that's probably a better way to yeah. do it than something punitive, but... But um, it's also a dissuadive... Yeah, the, f- the idea is that it dissuades people from even attempting yeah. to try those things because it just prices them out. But that's I'm when you create black markets. Fan. There's no way to navigate around it. Yes, um, but black markets are, you know, ridiculously overpriced. Yeah. So it was that bloody Jim Jeffries thing back in the day, an AR-15 over the counter is like four grand... Mm. An AR-15 in the black market is 45 grand. Yeah. But these yeah. people can't pay for That's the argument for legalising marijuana, is that if you, if you legalise it, then there's no black market and the price comes down. Um, that makes you think people will use it more, but if people use it more, then you tax it back up to more or less what the price people are paying for it already, and you can collect that money to use it for social good. Yeah. It's, people are going to use it. It's at that point now where if you're going to use it, people are going to use it full stop. Yeah. The price doesn't affect everyone usage. knows most of New Zealand at least yeah, average about sixty five percent of people have yeah. used it before have at least That's used it on sale at least forty percent use it regularly. using it regularly yeah, yeah for sure and the um I'm a firm believer in punitive taxation tax the shit out of junk food yeah I'm fine with that yeah especially because loose- a lot of it is companies that have for decades just relied on the inability of people to control their own consumption i can't stop myself no, from eating good food Food is brilliant but that's the thing it's like yeah you use that don't necessarily use that money to pay for the you know the fatties who need fatty care um patent pending um fattycare.com fattycare.com only on xm fx xm radio um fxx X. But I like the idea of a policy where Fox you after tax, tax the shit out of that fat food, yep. um, and you subsidise um, fresh food. Yeah, which remove GST on fresh of, on fruit and vegetables. Yeah, it's going to incentivise people to buy it. But that's the thing: is that how do you regulate the people selling that to not just mark their prices up and collect more profit on their end? Because yep. you've got to still use a middleman. The only way to avoid that is to get the government to literally sell you their fruits and vegetables directly. <laughs> yeah. Otherwise, you end up with weird like zarring situations. You can't regulate the market. You've got to own the market. Which yeah. I suppose is, is probably is, the way that Air New Zealand and, and telcos and everything became government-owned in the, in, the, in the first place. It's like we need well, to didn't regulate... Didn't they start as government-owned industries? Well, because they own the infrastructure that you know they were able to put the, the, the capital behind it to begin yeah. with. So they but continue to own it. But that's, that's also one way to control the price of it of as well. ensuring you have infrastructure yeah. that that company needs to progress yeah. internationally. Yeah. But that's one way to make sure that price gouging doesn't occur. Is that if you lock out the middleman from doing it, then but you know you, but you also end up with a czar with a weird amount yeah. of power and government minister of trade or something ends up with much more financial economic sway than they should do. Yeah, for sure. And you end up with, um, I mean, because yeah, in, in a perfect world, your government could also act as a corporation that sells your products on a global market that fluctuates mm-hmm. which is in my opinion <clears throat> probably the only way for a somewhat communist state to exist on the world market mm. but it's it's tantamount to church and state in the same thing yeah. 
you you can't really put corporate um interests in a domestic um democratic system because it inevitably will mean that profit is more important than people exactly you become a corporation shaped like a democracy or you become a democracy shaped like a corporation though realistically what is the world but these days who has more power corporate um entities or governments governments can't get corporations to pay realistic taxes no they just jump ship corporations are allowed to run armies yeah that's 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 tricky corporations can own prisons yeah corporations can have contracts with governments to say keep my prisons full yes well we have a lot to thank the united states for don't we like normalizing yeah, I was, I was, I was actually, as like i was that. saying that stuff i was trying to think of things that the government has like, I think mili- no okay no wait the, the corporations can own military no pr- prisons no no corporations, corporations can own prisons, prisons um you can privatize health care which is great because it means that people die mm. and people yeah people's lives can't get in the way of oh that's the thing that, that that was a great system when it worked when people did die but now people are just chronically ill which is a massive burden on the on the rich yeah so that's a self-defeating system for them now so that's probably why new zealand works quite well with a socialist healthcare system and that why both sides of the aisle can yeah. agree on that because they're like everyone needs it otherwise everyone's chronically ill yeah well the, the and problem, we can afford to be chronically ill but we can't afford to prop up the people who can't so yeah. you may as well just pay for the health care and do it but at the same time if if you the problem i just want to feel a little bit better than people who earn forty thousand dollars less than me or a hundred thousand dollars less than me that i get to see my doctor in an hour whereas you have to wait four hours that's pretty much the system we've got yeah people are a little bit forgiving of having to help pay towards that if they themselves get the option to see their doctor sooner than somebody who can't afford to yeah well just privatized if you can afford it yep should always be an opportunity for people because otherwise you have them taking their health care overseas if if you're in this country you don't have to just pay out of the pocket for privatized health care you just pay a reasonable insurance rate to get health insurance on top of that and then it's very affordable and it's still ultimately dictated by pharmac pricing and shit isn't it uh, if it's all subsidized, like you still get to collect all the subsidies that the government puts in place. Yeah. You just have the option to, on top of any um, surcharges that the government does not pay for, that your that your insurance would pay for for you. Yeah. So it's it still shakes hands with the existing system. Of course. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't replace it. There's no user opt out system. It's like you're entitled to this because regardless, your taxpayer money dollars are coming from so many different places and yeah. going through the system in so many different ways that yeah, you have a right to still get free healthcare. Yeah. It's a, it's a top up scheme basically, health yeah, insurance, which yeah. works really well. That's the best system to have. It's a top up insurance. Like Yeah. yeah. And and there as long as the checks and balances are there that those that can't afford to top it up themselves mm. are still taken care of, mm. so be it. Yeah. Which I think is a good um potentially a good argument for a universal basic income. Everyone gets the same yeah, amount yeah, yeah. across the board and if you choose to work and top yourself up cool yeah and or if you choose to maybe not you know work in an industry that you know doesn't pay as much but is rewarding to you you get that option but the yeah. downside is you don't get as much money in the hand yeah but you've still got that base level income that everyone else gets because the taxes are being drawn from you all the same up to a certain amount that's the thing about progressive tax system is that people earning up to a certain amount are still being taxed like if you earned a hundred thousand dollars i earned fifty thousand dollars 
my first 50,000, your first 50,000 is still taxed the same. Yeah. It's everything above that that gets taxed more. So, I I mean, to be honest, I'm a firm believer in just shove a percentage on it. Mm. You make 50 grand, you pay 25%. Mm. I make 100 grand, I pay 25% of 100. Mm. It still balances. Mm. I, uh, but what that shuts people out from doing is um, it makes them try to hide their income. Yes. Whereas no, a progressive you, you, tax you system, have to, yeah, yeah. you have to make it progressive or else people will but, declare zero earnings and that fucks them over with a system like ACC which says that you need to be, if you're declaring zero earnings, you can get zero weekly comp because we're not drawing any levies on those earnings. Yeah. So maybe... Uh, if you've got a really good accountant basically, you could be fucking yourself up. If you think, if you know you're going to get injured, which yeah. you never know, but 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 the, that's the trade-off. You want to find that yeah. balance between earning, declaring too much income, not declaring enough. Yeah. Now the the logic is though you, which granted you can almost say it's borderline Reaganomics, but you you leave those that earn with a bit of capital on top. Sorry, I was just doing a Reagan impression. I just couldn't remember where I was. Just say I'm not a crook. Yeah, I was, I was thinking that. I was like, no, wait, where am that's, I? That's that's Woodrow Wilson. Oh, Alzheimer's joke. That's Woodrow Wilson. Anyway, where were you? Um, you leave capital of in the hands of those that earn more. You give that's money they will reinvest because ultimately they are the ones that own the industries. Mm. That theoretically works. But in order to make it work, you kind of need to lock all their money inside the state that mm. they operate in. Yeah, pretty much. So if you... And it works in tiny sectors, like the fact that you know if you've got enough disposable income to buy a coffee every day, that's yeah. supporting an industry. That's yeah. paying somebody's wages. Probably not a domestic industry, because I don't think there's any coffee beans from New Zealand. <laughs> but but yeah, you, you in order to do a lot of those things you and have them work you have to dictate the circle mm. I mean that that's the problem with that's where trickle down economics fails mm. it's a circle like a bloody you know circular system in a human body whatever you want to compare it to if those at the top do not allow their money to pull back into the system mm. and they hold on to it and allow it to grow them more money that is a stack that's a, a clot in the system yeah you have to have that money pouring back in Ways yeah, to yeah, get around that are things like um, slavery. Well, I was going to say blocking inheritances, yeah, but yeah, sure, yeah. slavery. <laughs> How does slavery help? Um, you hold on all to the onto all the capital, uh, and you don't have to pay people to work. You just and control them. So there's no like that, that's how you break the circle. Oh, you yep, mean yep. get rid of the circle as opposed to make the circle yeah, exactly. function properly? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, to me, you have to. Um, I mean, the 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 easiest way to make it work is have a sliding tax rate based on income that mm. gets really fucking high when mm. you make lots of money. Yep. Again, it will cause a crap out in domestic uh, in in domestic holdings of money mm. in the rich. Mm. It will stop them from reinvesting in their companies because it's too expensive for them day to day. Yeah. So I don't know. Uh, ultimately, it's, it's the thing you've got to find that balance, balance between incentivizing yeah. them to keep yeah. their money here, saying if you invest it here, then you get a tax break. Which and is giving true. them it's too much freedom to, yeah. to fucking do whatever they want with yeah. it. And the way that they socially look at it is that, you know, you, you've been able to benefit from the society you currently live in to earn, X, yes, it's your own hard work and it's your own doing and it's your own everything to earn this capital yeah. and earn X number of dollars a year. Um, but the thing is you are pulling from the society that which you live in. So, like, you're 
got more of your income should be going back in to help support that because you're taking more that's basically the yeah i mean it's like you look at some companies i mean to me and you have to be progressive and holistic with it because if you if you think about it as if you earn zero dollars and you're on a benefit imagine how broken the system would become if you force people to pay that debt back it's better to write it off but if you force them to write it back and collect that debt they'll never get out of that and then you create an entire system that never gets out of that like you create a massive social divide yeah, well, where they become reliant on the wealthier because they can't pay the wealthier back. It's pulling the circle at the bottom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. You, but yeah, um, and, and... Which is why free student loans work really well, interest-free at least. Interest-free, yeah. yeah. You, you need to you need to put risk into the, um, the studying, the financial risk. Yeah. But you don't want to penalize these people to the point where they leave yeah and what does it do or they leave financially speaking yeah they stay here and reap all the benefits that they would normally but they hide their income in the best possible ways yeah it means that they if anything um yeah and you get the worst of that in america where warren buffett was paying a lower tax rate than his secretary oh really purely because of the way he was able to hide his money but and the income tax bracket for the highest tax rate was like he was paying obviously more tax but he was paying he had a, had a lower threshold than she did uh, a percent, his percentage of earnings that he was paying towards tax was less than hers yeah yeah she was paying like 30 percent, and he was paying maybe 12 yeah now it's still I, billions of dollars but it's not proportion yeah so i i uh, but he's doing more with the money that he's allowed to keep yeah but he's also holding on to it so it's yeah you've got to it's you can't like, force people into contracts to say you can keep this money only if you do that the roundabout way to do that is to say if you release this money we'll give some of it back yeah. we'll incentivize you to allow you to I, keep I just thought of the perfect metathor Met, metathor 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 metaphor choking during sex yes okay I'm in yeah and I'm out Choke and to- I'm in and I'm out and I'm in and then I fall asleep the, this <laughs> hi oh um, it's it's so the the um it's 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 pandering to the rich yep you're gonna choke hard enough that it seems real enough that mm. they believe it and therefore it works for her mm. but you can't choke so hard that she faints <laughs> you gotta strike that balance now ironically and the it thing has to be consensual that's the main thing yes because yeah. otherwise they'll leave yeah yeah <laughs> well no people being choked don't always leave yeah sometimes they leave in a bar I mean bag. I'm trying to ruin this metathor for you metathor metathor when, when, when I realised I said metathor the mm. first thing that came to my head was that weird horseman thor uh, Billy Billy Beta Ray Bill what is it Beta Ray Bill what is it um, he's a random horseman space guy who 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 um just kind of had a bit of a man crush on thor and so just kind of modeled his life after him but then also became so much so that it became also worthy of wielding thor's hammer fuck comic he's a fan boy man yep fuck comic as far as i remember that's that's what he is well now that we've spent um three this is a legitimate podcast 45 minutes is what we're like man we should always be able to cut this down to 45 minutes there's so much like that's generally what a podcast waffle yeah 
but but what here's us talking about things that we arguably know stuff about but also arguably know little about yeah basically like every radio personality ever yeah it's true but radio personalities use stings and um like meme worthy oh, yeah meme worthy content that yep. your your fan base likes and cheap call-in questionings to oh, so um, many cheap call-ins and texts yeah. and, and it's just a way to when you go on holiday with the people from the radio show i don't want to go on holiday with these people why how ricky how ricky yeah, i would have done the train trip yep. with uh lee hart jason hoyt how ricky are hiring a dj for the 10 to tw- 10 to 2 p.m shift 10 a.m to 2 p.m uh, we have day jobs yeah no we're shit <laughs> yeah we, we don't have sweet like broadcast history we've got a 21 episode podcast <laughs> well probably about 28 if you count all the episodes we deleted 25 our mums count them it means they count yeah 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 I wouldn't put them on a CV though do we even have good radio voices I don't think we do I don't think we do either. we need a smoke we yeah. need a chain smoke I think we we both but we can do good voices I thought yeah we can reach yeah. the high highs and the low lows yeah we, if we were to put on that sweet smooth if we even tried but yeah it's it's from what I can tell it's alcohol and cigarettes yeah pretty much all your best welcome DJs back to are. CUNT 95.0 that's it the cunt 96 no 69.69 69.69 69.69 the cunt. Cunt. See you next Tuesday. Mother. Um, what'd you think of Mother? I liked it. I did you, also. Has, has your has your opinion changed since I like it more the more I disagree with people's opinions yes. of it. Yes. I'd love a good play on a creation story and using those established metaphors that people have been worshipping and talking about for thousands of years. I, I I hear your opinion of that and I'm not even sure that's how I look at it. No, and I can understand why you wouldn't look at it the same way as I did. I was just like, ah, yes, everything... Uh, yeah, I just... You can see it from when you see yeah, the writer's struggle with creating. Yeah. I saw that too, for sure. And that's probably I mean, the subtext that, that he was working from because well, that's his experience as a writer would yeah, be right from that. Yeah, He's it, just blanketed it with something that he knows is digestible. which is very religion. literal. And... Yeah. And it's easier to cop out and say poetry because it allows everything he writes to be one page. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But and it, it also and easily and easily misinterpreted. Yeah, that's true. It's not I literal. Mean, have you ever read a poem you liked and felt changed by it? Only, I mean, only I, what they consider epic poems, which are basically stories. But it's a, yeah, it's a, a fable story. I yeah, I I like stories. I like mm. good stories. Not a big reader. Yep. Yeah, epic uh, poems work really well because they they follow a they follow a simple structure, but they tell a story. The only line from a poem I've ever remembered is "Don't go out, Dicky." They snapped like hell, <laughs> which was some I think World War One poem yeah. by a New Zealander or something. Don't go out there, Dicky. They, they snipe like hell. hell. Fuck. I hire the cheesemakers. <laughs> I love a good nineties New Zealand land. Good, land of Maine 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 where Stephen King's from mm. um, it, 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 I like the whole it, it reads best as a fever dream and I yes, like yes, that yes, he yes, said yes, that yes. Yeah. because yeah there is no fucking way how did way. you sleep 
Oh yeah, how are you feeling? Feeling. How do you sleep? Like a baby. Must be something in the air. All that kind of weird. Yeah. It it is like a dream. Like, yep. In a dream, you can justify she hears, she hears a, a civil she war. She hears a sound in one direction, turns. She hears a sound in another direction, immediately turns. Her 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 um, uh, focus is yep. instantly pulled and never pulled backwards. It's always pulled forwards, and that's what happens in a dream. When yeah. somebody's talking to you, they're saying very specific things that don't quite gel with what you're wanting to say or what you're saying to them. Yeah. They pick up on key things and they might react to your reactions, but they don't feel yeah. genuine. And, and events exist, occur, and escalate with some sort of rhythm and meaning yes, to yes, them, yes, but yes, you thing. as the perceiver won't get it. No. Until you realize, oh, that's like you will constantly remind yourself of what the driving force was that started yeah. all of this, and you'll sit there and go, but yeah, you this won't be able to do sense. anything about it. Yeah, that's what that's the justification to your own brain to say this causes this, causes yeah. this, causes this. You're following that path. You, you'll tell yourself you feel it works. You feel it's not. That's your brain is also tricking you into thinking that the dream is real. Yeah. So you realize you also tell yourself, I understand how this happens. It's illogical, yep. but it's happening. Yes. So it must be logical. Yes, and it. it enough of you is willing to go along with it that it doesn't fall down in the moment but you'll wake up and go what the fuck mm. which is basically what that movie is yeah and I love the idea that she was also like clearly just something he created to serve him yeah even though he may not have been aware of it or if he was aware of it he couldn't constantly remind he was constantly having to remind himself that that was the case yeah or or just that or, it's a weird closed loop that yeah no one involved is really in charge of he he seems to himself feel a slave like to the system well that's the thing there was a massive fire big bang and then everything was created right yeah god just was yeah so that's probably the world he existed in that he just was and he didn't he understood what he understood yeah he knew what he knew and he knew what his purpose was because he was designed but he wasn't designed he just was so he's got this driving force yeah. to just do what he needs and to he's do. the only one that holds his um, memory from previous uh, lives yeah previous but he himself experienced a sense of progress through all these, yeah. which itself may be just as artificial as everyone else's. Exactly. Experience. Who's to say what his construct is isn't just a construct in itself yeah. for him to be able to cope with millions of years of watching things happen and not knowing how to go about it. That only in fractions is he able to make progress because yeah. it loops so regularly. He's got to edge of tomorrow, his entire, the entire existence yeah. of everything and over and over again to just get one second ahead each time yeah and, and that's how he exists and he's the, got to live through everything the every fact time. that he has that indestructible optimism always to me pushed back to the idea that he was just as much stuck in it and yep. unable to actually progress as anyone else like can you imagine turning turning a um a timer down yeah. to 30 minutes and having to wait for that 30 minutes to run up and then being able to push it to 31 and then letting that run out and then 32 doing that that's how i yeah. see his existence but and it's fucking depressing so the, you feel for him just as much but but the fact that you know that that's maddening yeah and he is so optimistic yeah i don't know whether he's any more able to comprehend I, or, or, yeah or. i i think he's just as much a slave yeah and i don't know and that's that what he's he said when progress. she said you know why 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 are you doing this and it's like I, if I didn't create I, you know, I, I yeah. don't know why I do what I do I just but he suggested to have more agency than everyone else yeah, yeah which makes him seem I omnipotent I don't know whether I believe that I think he does but he doesn't he understands what his boundaries are 
Yes, but understanding than, your boundaries and actually being able to break your boundaries are two extremely yeah, different things. Yeah, for sure. Things. So, to, But that's the thing. To people who don't know what their boundaries are, you would appear omnipotent. Yeah. But and so that's probably how he his words of wisdom and his 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 actions seem yeah. godlike because he is operating within a world he understands the rules to. Yeah. it's um, And this will be the only time I ever probably quote a novel in terms of a similar concept. Mm the rich guy in 1984 mm. he enters his house thinks this is the guy he's above the system and then what you learn is no this guy simply revels in the system mm. he's no more free of it than you are but his context and his Uses experience it his of it yeah. is beneficial exactly he's no more free than you are yeah and i think i yeah i don't know and you could yeah that's I, the thing I, his, his behavior seemed quite slave-like as well that he at times he was reacting to things that Jennifer Lawrence was saying that made you think, oh, he's also just a, a part of this weird dream. Yeah. But he also seems away from it that some things that she's saying as a part of what might be, might be part of his dream, yeah. he's reacting to like, I heard that last time and I didn't like what happened after that, so I'm going to like take the shower alone. Yeah. <laughs> I stink. I don't want to make love to you right now because that's not how this works. It also makes me wonder... Um like yeah I mean you can read you things how into it throughout the movie he'll throw commands at her like ice water buckets and she'll just like Do her them? face changes out of the shock of what's happening just be like right but until she he asks for the child yeah and she says no he changes he's like I should yeah, have the yeah. power to command anyone to do anything I want especially the person that worships me the most I've lost this person's faith because now they don't trust me yeah, but oh yeah i don't know but at the like same a, time it seemed like he's like my powers aren't working on her and they should because i created her like i created everything yeah but i don't think he has that much control over her beyond her he knows he can no no i don't think he's aware of it but that's that's the the, the overarching metaphor of what's happening is that whenever yeah. he said something it was gospel yeah I, to me it's sometimes he knows, it made her angry sometimes yeah, it, it made her confused he knows and terrified. she won't leave yeah exactly he's done this enough times it's repeated itself yeah. enough times he knows that there are only key points in the story where he needs to bother to pay attention like she to shocked it. and like truly shocked him when he she said he started squeezing the crystal and making his hands bleed the first time yeah when it broke and her reaction was you know he he yelled at her and he closed she closed the door and just went about it she never asked any questions about it after that so because that wasn't her drive like she was yeah does the breaking of the crystal cause any immediate change in her that you noticed um she was already feeling the headaches and everything and the dizziness before that she, the heart of the house was already dying as soon as adam walked in the room the ed harris character the, the man the coughing man oh the coffee man is she started seeing the heart die inside the house at that point so i think the crystal was just a metaphor for well yeah this before is the thing. that wasn't it what's that wasn't it before that? No, because no, because the crystal first didn't shot break when until she Eve, puts yeah. her foot, at the hand, her hand on the wall, it's just beating normally, and it's all pink. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's all. Mm. So that yeah, I. But I don't know what it represents. Yeah, because yeah. it, it is essentially her, isn't it? Like the it's, it, because that that's the part that stuck out to me is if this is a linear series of events. Yeah the crystal is symbolic in that once the crystal is rebuilt put on the thing it resets the circle mm. but if it breaks throughout the course of it 
Like, if that should be a major turning point, I don't know whether it was. Like it, 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 it seems ancillary to the... Whether or not the crystal... Not, he knows that crystal breaking um, cause stops the, the harmony that he's got in his world with... Um, it's hard to say because the chain it, of events start before the crystal breaks. Yeah, and the logic would dictate that the crystal always breaks. Yeah. But there's things were already in motion before the crystal broke and the 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 passage of events inevitably leads to the crystal being rebuilt. So why is it, he so damaged in that moment? It makes you think that yeah, again he is not the 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 be or he's not the alpha and omega of of the world and reality and there's something above him dictating his events or controlling his events yeah. that he after a period of time realized that she wasn't enough for him so he created a visitor a man and then from that man he gave that man a partner by breaking the rib and creating eve he was instantly punished for creating people like that with flaws and 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 um you know desires yeah that they they broke the crystal because of him he brought them into that house it was his fault that it broke yeah yeah his his actions in the inevitable need to grow the story and populate his world with things that would in, uh, inspire him. much like later on the death of his child was caused by the fact that he thought that was the best thing to do was to let these people in and give them what they want yeah but he had an an indestructible optimism that mm. breaks in that moment when the crystal shatters yeah 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 well it doesn't it so doesn't they, they do link the crystal to being the one thing that survives which is what makes him happy and makes him able to continue mm. that from the like you could is it is, is the one i don't know it, it just doesn't make sense, add up yeah the i i'd, I'd need to hear either aronofsky's or somebody else's interpretation of it to say what they were intending to do with it rather than yeah, just english it, degreeing this and talking about what it possibly represents yeah because if, if it's going to do anything it has to be destroyed at the first inciting incident yeah. so everything is a result of the knowledge that that will always break yeah. harmony will always collapse and it always drops into the yeah. circle and spin if back. anything that was just a it's a it's a representation of um you know in the first five minutes that you knew these characters yeah one thing the one thing that you knew about him was that if this crystal broke his yeah. world would collapse yeah but and if you broke this crystal you would be cast out yeah. and he, yes they were cast out from that room but he still forgave them and i think that's that's what that was meant to represent is that no matter what these people do from her perspective yeah he, she's they've failed him so they should go but yeah. every single time they failed him and made it worse and worse and worse, he looks at it as, "I have to find a way to forgive them." They, they, they there is sorrow. You know, they, they have remorse because yeah. I have remorse and I designed them like me. If if I don't um, forgive their actions because they hold remorse, then I shouldn't be allowed to forgive my own actions and either or anyone's actions so yeah but the heart is separate to that the heart is his memento that the stone yeah which is the crystallized burnt heart yeah is his memento almost to me of his failure to keep her in the face of everything else yeah. it's like a tiny bit of carryover reminder of his failure time, yeah but at the same time he treats it as a positive thing yeah i don't 
It, it doesn't gel somehow. Well, I mean, at the start, he's talking about how he lost everything, and that's the only thing that survived. That from survived, it. and that was what I think she says. That's what gave him the inspirational hope to begin again. Yeah, but that's the only thing that's keeping him going. So if he had lost everything, so that's probably why by the end of it, he's lost everything, but he know, knows that he can get that crystal. So, but but if that's it's a self-fulfilling case, kind of love for something that, that he knows he's created, but if that, that will, makes sense he doesn't use the crystal to restart the world no the crystal is something for him that says hey keep trying and when he sets the crystal in the thing he himself restarts the world that's what i think so the crystal may have no innate power it's literally just a memento of i'll get it right next time because nothing physically broke about the house when the crystal broke yeah which she was already breaking at that point as soon as adam appeared she she felt dizzy yeah that's right yeah and then there's all the whole he is god she is mother earth yeah the, the creations of god inevitably kill earth yeah um like i guess as is always the case the author's way to um and we saw it in nipples yeah well you know she got leaked to everyone Not so yet. hey let's just yeah that was a good opening sequence yep yeah and too many shots of her walking around the house looking at shit just close-ups of her face walking down staircases going what's that noise that's just that's, that was less i think to serve the purpose of the story and more just his style because he does that in black swan he does that in wrestler he does that in everything. yeah but there was i think the idea was that you're meant to get lost in and how she's seeing things play out because yes but i i started to and now i granted these days i think i'm more in i'm almost becoming more into either cheap entertainment or really really deep shit yeah nothing and i struggle to cope with everything in between Mm. and there were moments like i i i I threw a yawn in at one point Mm. and it's 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 a movie that really does like like a like a really a low arc that like a singularity arc that you can see that it's like this like is clearly flat, setting flat, up flat, the, and then it yeah, just goes it's not like a, a ridley scott film where you're like this is clearly setting up this this is clearly setting up that this is clearly setting and up i this. believe that's because he never writes any of that shit anymore yeah. he just sticks it god blade runner's gonna be bad yeah blade runner's gonna be so bad yeah. i don't even like the old blade runner but blade well, that's the thing he's not doing bad. it though yeah, it's it's um it's Sicario arrival dude. Yeah, arrival dude. Uh, what's his name? Denis Villeneuve. Villeneuve. Whatever his name is. Yeah. Denis Villeneuve or whatever. Um, he, he. I mean, he's probably my favorite new director. Mm. Consistently but, good one, eh? But but he let him just do shit. Arrival yeah. proved that you should just let him do shit. Yeah, he was very close with Arrival. You're like, oh, this guy's another Nolan. He should just be allowed to make his own stuff, yeah. Make people think, yeah, and just create well-crafted original stories. And then they gave him a reboot or a sequel, and they're like, "Well, yeah. oh, I mean, they did that with Dark Knight, I suppose." Yeah, you know, they've got that that um, I, the, that commercial setting kind of like, "Oh, this guy delivers on any source material." That's what Nolan proved with Dark Knight, even if they're not all as good as you know each other. Yeah, the the but, only the only gripe I had with Arrival is. I spent that whole movie waiting for a cool explanation of how she, like, actually using her skill set yeah. solves the language barrier. Yeah. And it doesn't have it. No. It's a paradox. It, it didn't... 
It didn't write. But to you know, that's that's a very good way to write yourself out of a time loop corner in a story, is saying that we can't even comprehend how time is meant to be comprehended. So to us, it looks like a paradox, but it's not. That's a really good way to just yeah, say it, eh, it does. It is, but it isn't because you don't know because because. It was the it was the oh it reads as a circle thing and you're like you've you know when you you're trying to explain something to humans that can't be explained to humans but it's not even that it was mm. just oh the explanation was profoundly mundane and not yeah. nearly as inventive as I'd hoped from this film yeah whereas Interstellar you're like whoa okay Interstellar was great movie questionable character arcs yeah yeah. The, the, yeah, the whole Eureka thing really annoyed me. No, it was fucking daughter. Mm. Yeah, that's what I mean. It was like oh, her running yeah, out yeah. And going, Eureka! And I'm like, uh, I, I, I mean, they... In a movie with Anne Hathaway, we're supposed to not like Anne Hathaway, right? But she wasn't, like, you ended up not yeah, liking Jessica. I fucking Jessica. love Jessica Chastain. Yeah. Well, I like, I like black hair Jessica Chastain from Mama. Yep. And I like... Um, surprisingly hot and filled out Jessica Chastain from The Help yep yeah but you're thinking of Octavia Spencer oh right oh dear god um when's when's Blade Runner's next week or this week oh fuck really it's soon it's the next big movie yeah I think it might be this week actually tomorrow ah or it's next week that crept up it's very soon because Thor is the 25th of October that seems like it should be here by now yeah it's a month away aye mm. I'm, I'm all for Thor mm. not a great character for a movie on his own swapping out Beta Ray Bill putting in the real Thor and doing Planet Hulk great fucking decision yeah, yeah. I mean the, the the Infinity War is a clusterfuck of epic proportions. Yeah, it's, it's going to be weird. I don't it's understand what the, the, yeah. that itself should have been a trilogy. They, they're going to do it properly, isn't it? A and B, or they say yes. It, they 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 called it Infinity War Part One and Part Two. Yeah. Then they just retitled them Infinity War and Untitled Avengers Project, which suggests that the name of the next one after this is a massive spoiler for how this one ends. Uh yeah, fair enough. Yeah. It um the the thing I don't like is I know what it will involve to a certain extent and that will be regrouping existing characters onto separate missions. Yeah. It's like you get a couple of Avengers and a couple of Guardians, Guardians of the Galaxy doing something weird somewhere else and it's oh look, you never expected this character to meet this character, did you? Wow. That's if anything they should be able to um, get a, like they could completely get away with that by um, avoiding that I mean by getting Doctor Strange to use the time stone to create six different versions of everybody and they all go on missions together to do different things but they're all behaving slightly differently is that the type of shit he does? I don't know <laughs> I'm just trying <laughs> how do you get everyone in the same room at all times? Uh, we both need Iron Man for this mission so let's each take an Iron Man from a different time <laughs> that's the beauty of Iron Man all you need is a half decent um, thinker and you just put them in an Iron Man suit yeah that's true or Tony Stark runs two suits in two different um, parts of space at the same time yeah I mean at times I mean in the comic books there's a point where because Rhodey gets paralysed in the comics as well that he's running like 20 different suits how many people get paralysed hey didn't didn't his um, best didn't Iron 
uh, not Iron Manga. Um, War Machine. What's the What's the America robot guy? Iron Patriot. No. Yes. No. What are you thinking of? Right um, Don Cheadle. Huh? Don Cheadle. Yeah, War Machine. War Machine. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Didn't War Machine also get paralyzed? Yeah, yeah. That's what I'm saying. It's like War Machine in the comics got paralyzed. Oh, these in Rhodey. Yeah, Rhodey is Colonel Rhodes, the guy who plays. Oh yeah, I was, I was the thinking guy, of the character. I was thinking of John Favreau's character. Oh right, no, that's that's uh, Happy. Happy. <laughs> um, no, there, there is a comic oh, arc man. where um, War Machine is operating like twelve different um, remote suits all at the same time, uh, but it's like destroying his brain. Of because, course, it is because comic books. Yeah. I hate comic books. Yeah. You know what I didn't like about Age of Ultron? Everything. The fact that it was boring. It was like two and a half hours. We never learned how old Ultron was. What was the Age of Ultron? C3? C4? Oh, God. Ow. See what I did there? No. I led you in with something like, oh, yeah, everyone's got an opinion about this movie. I was going to say, I'm pretty sure Ultron is about two and a half hours old. (laughs) Movies take place in real time, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That was a bad movie. Was it Wakovia or Sokovia? Sokovia. I am all for Black Panther. Mm, that looks fucking. Anything that just involves like um, you take uh, any sort of like any sort of classical age thing, and then not classical age in terms of comics, but in terms of like back in time, and then you future. And then just shove like yeah neo future gold shit and yep. Kanye music. I'm, yep. I'm all yeah, for yeah. that. Yeah, I'll, I'll take a good aesthetic over um, potentially any narrative quality yeah. at least for twenty five minutes. Yeah. I like the um, Watchmen movie and that spectacularly <laughs> failed to <laughs> to capture the essence of the the philosophy of the book. But you could argue pretty much any adaptation from best Zack Snyder written form to best Zack Snyder film yeah for sure no oh. no I'm, I'm asking you oh what is the best one yes um Pain and Gain Pain and Gain that's a Michael Bay film oh fuck close enough uh, um the one that's got the the most replay value to me is Dawn of the Dead Good. If you had to said anything else, I would have said wrong, followed by Dawn of the Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead remake. Um, but in saying Hands that, down better than the original movie. Oh, for sure. But in saying that, I, I do really like watching Watchmen. I like to have Watchmen on. Yeah. I don't watch Watchmen. Yeah. Who watches the Watchmen? <sighs> I, I hate that I set that up for you. <laughs> um, I just like that it, it brought a new level to... Um, um, not superhero movies, it is a, but the aesthetic it honestly is a better just, ending than the real oh comic. yeah for sure Squid Monsters makes no fucking sense Squid Monsters well you've, Squid Monster from got, another di- dimension got, yeah. created as a fall guy to yeah. scare the world you've, to cooperate you've, you've got a walking god nuke yeah. that you're setting up the entire film yeah use it yes. as, a, as a plot device I'm pretty but sure... But in such a roundabout way that you're like, oh, I did not actually see this. Is it coming. Warren Ellis is the writer? Or, or am I fusing the names Warren and Ellis into one person? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he went on the record saying that ending is a better ending than his ending. Oh, the writer of the comic book? Yes. It's, um, what's his face? It's... It's, it's Warren Ellis, Ellis. isn't it? it I'm, I'm... It's not Frank Miller, eh? Nah, fuck Frank Miller. 
that guy's a turd Frank Miller made one good comic that one about racist Arab killing <laughs> no no but seriously the, um, Dark Knight Returns Dark Knight Returns singular initial book not the continuation where it goes into Batman Incorporated or whatever the fuck oh yeah no, that's fucked up that, no, he, Miller wasn't involved in any of that shit they just took on but the but his book softballs the opening of it doesn't it I don't know does it it, oh no yeah he, in, in the sense that um, Batman creates a continuation but he never designed it that he wanted that to carry on he said this is how I want Batman to end in terms of Batman being Batman Alan Moore for fuck's Alan sake Moore. yeah 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 I looked up Warren Ellis who's also a comic book writer yes he he, he did uh, Transmit yes. Tropolitan yeah yeah, yeah. yeah that's, frequency that's why I know who he is Transmetropolitan is Fuck Watchmen. Transmetropolitan yeah, yeah, yeah. is the greatest comic book. They're um, they're, they're adapting that. You know that, eh? They're making that into a film. Oh god. Um. Don't. Or possibly a TV show. I can't remember. Hang on. It, it, it'd be a better TV show, but don't bother. That there is too much visual aesthetic for that to to contain any amount of like to to put on screen. Yeah. It, but it, it, what you really need to do is release that. Um, during the the fucking Trump campaign, it's it's actually it, that is a much better movie to release alongside a political campaign. They tried to get it make it made in the early two thousands, and as of two thousand and ten, it's not being made. Ah, okay, no worries. Mm. Do you hear um, how much Netflix bought those Seinfeld oh, yeah. things uh, for? It's not that funny. Is this Seinfeld? Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. They paid like a hundred million dollars for two specials. And riding in cars with comedians getting coffee and cocaine. Yeah. No, cocaine was the coffee and cocaine. Yeah, Hulu got Seinfeld, which is what people actually want to watch of his. Yeah, we. I was like, oh, they spent money on this. When I scroll through my Netflix feed, and it shows you the Jerry Seinfeld one is a um like a video mid feed. Yeah. So like you're scrolling through just DVD covers, and then Jerry Seinfeld starts playing like clip show shit. Uh, It's. But he's, he's, don't you think it should be harder for really comedians palatable. to get specials so that they actually put good material well, on do you them? know apparently if if you go by granted um somebody who's not considered to be a great people person but were um no nah, uh kurt metzger comedian yep. um Met to get a netflix special now you basically have to be a non-white male comedian oh which actually kind of adds up when you look at all the recent releases comedians you've never fucking heard of mm. specials that don't really hold up no and like I all my favourite comedians are black so you can fuck off if you think I'm racist but um, like most of them aren't that good is not the Netflix ones here yeah, no, yeah no. The, the, I can't start I can't I don't like the stand up that's on Netflix it just bores me like um what's his name and I uh, Norm McDonald's one's fucking great oh yeah because that that guy can just he is he, he's he, to he me jokes incarnate he can pull off an hour worth of jokes he can just and, rattle on about nothing and you'll come full circle what it seems like they're doing is they're giving a lot of Netflix specials to comedians who have never done more than a 5 minute set or a 10 minute 15 minute set or if they have it's been in a comedy club where they've yeah well I've never heard of most of them no and I'm a a 
comedian nerd the ones that you want to watch an hour's worth or an hour and a half special of are the ones that you've been watching for years yeah. and bites being like oh, i want more of this yeah give yeah. me more of this you you do clubs in your local city when you grow out of that you do something like roast battle maybe to get on tv mm. if you can't manage that you start touring mm. while you're touring you build a road set which eventually becomes your half hour your half hour then you start trying to pitch to people like comedy central and again you're still trying to get on shows like roast battle and shit and hopefully you can get your half hour and you can get a half hour special and then once you get that hopefully you get like a sitcom or something like that you build from there you start being able to do either headlining or supporting gigs Mm. and eventually you build to an hour an hour is for comedians that are probably already millionaires Mm. it is not for up-and-comers like you, you have to be headlining shit and people you have should to have a voice really know your name that people want to hear for an hour like I like Bo Burnham's one granted it's borderline you could almost go performance art yeah but yeah, yeah. slightly douchey to the point where I'm not sure he gets I a lot like of his laughs from making like people it. uncomfortable on purpose or doing something yeah, off centre on purpose rather than actually delivering jokes. But yeah, and it's also kind of douchely. Um, it's 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 so laced with like it's it's LA pandering white yeah. guilt pandering. It's pandering to, to the lowest common youths. denunciator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it couldn't offend anyone. The most common kind of douche jokes or the douche behaviour, but like yeah, yeah. But, but like at the same time you can't argue that what he's doing is an art and it's um no it's 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 honest enough that you also can't fault it in a lot of ways but it has to power through to the honesty through a level of douchey i'm sorry about who i amness which um i don't know maybe we'll go away with time but maybe that's just his crowd i'm not sure mm. um Kevin Hart is a fucking horrific stand-up. I, I loud he, screaming. He, and I guarantee you, he didn't used to be. Mm. But I'm not going to sit there and watch an hour special where you stand on a massive stage as tiny as you are. It has fireworks. It has excessive lighting, and it is cut so heavily together. There is no space for punchlines or mm. laughter to bloody breathe after you say them it's just bam 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 reacting and playing out a scenario hypothetically with me and somebody that i pretend like i'm knowing rather than just kind of which is yeah which is his comedy style his comedy style is his comedy style is i do a bit and i'm a i i don't play up to the macho stereotypes of black men men generally because i'm a midget which yeah whereas and i'm a firm believer too that a lot of black comedy dies once it um, gets mainstreamized to white people. Mm. I want to be the the creepy person that's sitting in a dark corner and not being able to be seen in like a black comedy club because you get to see the real thing before it gets homogenized yeah, and yeah. friendly for white people. Partly because I've got like a um, what's the word? I was like saying Bernie Mac was a good example of that. Apparently, his his comedy his comedy shows and everything and his club routines were very dark. Him talking about you know beating and hitting children and just oh, like wanting to straight up slit their throats because the children suck and then it becomes the bernie mac where he just looks at the camera and be like man. Oh, like, oh, uh, yeah the damn kids sort of thing 
you can tell what he's thinking but he's not allowed to say it yeah and and i'm not that's you know we'd never get stooped to the point of suggesting that that which which is weird integral to any sort of culture what what, what no point did uh, bill cosby stand up was he talking about just wanting to rape women (laughs) and then he had to tone that down for his tv show have you seen kind of the other way around yeah yeah He's talk all trash family about values bl- and like don't drink and do you drugs. talk trash about black people who wear baggy pants and then go on a show and um just yeah be a gynecologist who creates a special hot sauce that makes women do whatever he wants uh, all canon really mm. there's an episode that centers around his famous special did he barbecue write that show so he, he didn't write all of the episodes, but he so, but, but he did that inevitable writer thing where you give away a little too much about yourself and your work. Yep. Ah, oh. well, a problem one now looking back. Yeah, he's a gynecologist. Um, to, yeah, there's an he fiddles with season. women in a medical setting. Yep. in a controlled environment in a way that wouldn't really be sexual to the rest of us. But no, it could be to him. Um, yeah, but just, there's an episode that centers around a special secret barbecue sauce that him, he doesn't. He? Well, no, he no one remembers. But they I think, claim they did. Yeah. But every granted that's comedians' tellings of it. But everything I've heard is more like he puts them under, fingers them a bit, and jerks off. They could do A through B because they don't remember any. That's uh, true. And there wouldn't be any necessarily signs of um, forced entry, if you will, because relaxed. Yeah. The basically. Uh. Yeah. Exactly. There's no fight. <laughs> I do like that. Um, whose Jesus. joke was that? That. The reason he's got a lazy eye is because one eye's on the woman and the other the one eye's on, on the, the doorway. Door. Yeah. yeah, or um, the Dave Chappelle joke that takes the entire stand-up special to come back around at the end, and yeah. you don't realize it's coming back around until it hits you that um, you know maybe all the he he actually makes you question yourself that maybe all the good Cosby did in the world makes it okay that he raped yeah, a few yeah. people and that. That that's obviously not okay, but yeah. it, he makes you think that. You, makes you, you question. You, he he gives you the idea enough that you start to think about it and accept it, and then he hits you with a real example mm. of it. And you go, oh, all right. <laughs> I think that's our show. Yeah. Good. Uh, it's been weird shit. Yeah, episode one of uh, season season twelve. We can't do that. We're just going to say twenty one. Yeah, episode twenty one. First episode of season two, two one, but right? Twenty one, twelve one. So we can go. Uh, was it S S O S O two E O three O one E O one? If you're uh, ripping this off the pyramid, correct. Yeah. Um, hit us up at Weird Shit Pod at Twitter. Weird Shit Pod on Twitter, and uh, email us Weird Shit Podcast at gmail dot com. Um, yeah. You can visit our website Weird Shit Pod dot Come. And remember that's I before E because there is no C. Peace.